Welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Co-hosts Amanda Ware, our Christmas queen and founder of Hello Holidays, and Dr. Kara Osborne, our multi-venture guru, are ready to sit down and share their stories, insights, and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business, seeking personal growth, or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze. So aggressive, withdrawing, withdrawn, independent. That's right. So the aggressive numbers on the Enneagram are um, threes, sevens, and eights. Threes, sevens, and eights in any sort of challenge or interpersonal conflict will move into the problem. They will move into the problem to solve the problem. And one of the most important parts about stances is orientation to time. So aggressive stances are oriented toward the future. They just want to plow through whatever is going on so they can move on to the next thing. Totally. As, as a seven, I'm on an aggressive stance. I'm always thinking, I'm, I live in the future. I'm thinking of the future and usually it's like the good part of the future. Like I just live in the hope, the good, like this good's gonna happen, we're just gonna get there. Right, and they're gonna move into whatever the issue is. Yeah. Four, fours, fives, and nines are the withdrawing stance and we are gonna back way up anytime there's something that looks sticky or messy or like it's gonna cause conflict. It's why sometimes fives and nines can be mistyped as each other because they're both sort of stereotypically withdrawing. Ones, twos, and sixes are the dependent stance. And what that means is that they are taking in information from the situation to decide. So sometimes they can really move toward and in and look aggressive. And sometimes they can really back up. And it has to do with how they feel relative to the rest of the people or the rest of the environment. So if I said, okay, you're walking into the cafeteria for the first time, there's a table with four people, there's a table with two or three people, and there's an empty table, where are you gonna sit? Most aggressive stance numbers will go to the table with the biggest number of people and like just jump in there. I wanna to get to know everybody, I wanna know what I'm working with. Most withdrawn people will go to the table with nobody and then sit and hope to God nobody else sits next to them. <laughs> the dependent stance people will have to ask a bunch of questions about like, well, who are the people? And if that one has five and this one has three, how many seats are there and how many seats are open? And the two is going to go sit with you by yourself at the table because they're worried about you being by yourself. Probably so, but it'll, <laughs> but it'll depend on, it'll, it'll still be from a place of like relative to, meaning because of the concern for the other mm -hmm. person. It's like, I am doing that because I am, you know, um, I'm addressing the person that I think needs my help or whatever, but it's, a, it's an analysis of like what's happening around me for the dependent stances. And I think stance work is super important. It is a huge challenge that I've taken on for myself of like, if something happens and I start feeling myself pulling away and closing off and pulling away and closing off, 
I have gotten as far as I can get with that trick. What I need to do is within my capacity and using all of my, you know, sort of thoughtful ability to respond and not react, I need to at least ask questions and maybe move toward whatever the issue is because that instinctual withdrawing, that's fine and it's not that there's not good reason to do that sometimes, but doing it all the time actually just keeps me closed off and small in a way that's not helpful. For aggressive people, sometimes they can finally get to the place of like, oh, maybe I'm running everybody over. Maybe I need to actually like take a step back and let this all sort. For the dependent people, they need to actually say, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. What do I within myself want to mm. do? So that stance part and orientation to time kind of goes with it. So aggressive is future, withdrawing is past. And the dependent folks act from the present first. They really feel like what's happening right now is all they'll ever be. So, you know, in that sense, for example, a two is so compelled to address whoever they see is needing their help that they may totally ignore their family or the friends they already have to go out in, in effort to seek out that person that they think might not be their friend yet. You know, totally ignoring whatever the people that they're already close to might need. Um, you know, a six may ask so many questions because they're so anxious about all the ways this could go wrong. This is internal questions, right? Usually, usually. although sometimes it's externalized. It's usually like, you know, people talk about sixes have an internal committee. They have like a committee in their head that they check it all out with mm. before they say or do anything, which means a six needs a longer time to process things. Mm. But if they're stuck in that, like, I'm processing and trying to decide place, sometimes the world can move on without them and they mm. lose the opportunity to be a part. So again, like everything else, it's just knowing and knowing it about yourself and understanding that other people are coming from a place different than yours and being open to really having the discussion and using your words to figure out how it feels for somebody else. One thing about the stances I've learned, because I am aggressive and I control the conversations at tables, and I have knowing that practiced like being a better listener and giving other people the mics. And I don't know if I would have known that I was that way because I thought that was like what, you know, it just, it's worked for so long, why I'd stop. And that's really helped me be a better listener and helping let other people take the mic, by the way. So thank you for teaching me that. Well, well it's not that you taught me, but you helped me understand it better and gave me a different perspective. It's just a good thing for all of us to remember, right? On the flip side, as a five, I tend to ask questions and listen to everybody else. And then I have realized over time that there are people I've known for years who don't know anything about me because I'm so comfortable listening that I've never actually self-disclosed anything. Um, that's how Chad is, my husband. He's And if fives are that way, and I feel like that's why I'm like, fives are the treasure box of the Enneagram because they have kept so quiet because they just think, well, no one's interested. And like, 
you know, I find this, I feel like this way with you. I feel this way with Chad. I find you all to be the most interesting people in the world, but you're not going to fight to talk at a dinner table since I am. And you'll catch me being like, hey, Kara, what do you think? Hey, Chad, tell about this because I'm like, it's such good information. Everyone needs to hear it and nobody knows. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your soul blazing big sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, soul blazers.